This is Idaho Sports Talk with Prater in the Ball Game on Sports Radio 95.3 FM and 1350 AM. The Ticket. What's going on and welcome. What we hope is your favorite sports talk radio program, Idaho Sports Talk. Prater in the Ball Game and Mike Prater back tomorrow in his place. One Bob Beeler, your voice of Boise State Athletics, and it's been a fun show. Luckily, Bob, we got a whole another hour mm-hmm. left. Man, you're you're fighting through. You still you got some cookies. I did. I'm ready to go. So this is wonderful. Ready for man. the next break. <laughs> got to be prepared. We want to we want to hear from you guys two zero eight four two four ninety three hundred. That's Fat Guys Fresh Jelly Hotline, Cloverdale Plumbing Text Line. Um, but first, our order of business, Bob, on the phone right now. Yeah, we teased this a little bit. Um, a uh, longtime college basketball coach. Now he's been a great broadcaster for CBS, and we got that Beeler connection. Our guest, Steve Lapis, was the head coach at UMass, you know, after John Calipari, uh, that type of and But but he was with you there mm-hmm. yeah. at UMass, and now he covers the Mountain West. This is going to be fun talking to your old pal. Yeah, and, and Steve is going to be down in Las Vegas covering the quarterfinals and semifinals for CBS Sports Network. So always good to catch up with him. He was the coach for four seasons. At- Seasons at UMass from 2001 to 2005, and he is outstanding on CBS. Yeah, he is terrific. And Coach uh, Coach Lapis, we appreciate you joining us today on our Fat Guys Fresh Deli Hotline. I'll start you off here, Coach, uh, from coach to coach. Leon Rice and the job he has done this year at Boise State. Um, what stands out about that to you, Coach? Look, let me say this. Uh, you know, Leon Rice has been coaching really well at Boise State for a long time. And he's had we we've actually been together in Las Vegas. He had a couple of heartbreaks during in the tournament there when, you know, when it was like one win probably in the NCAA tournament, didn't get it, and we uh we commiserated together after a couple of those losses in Vegas. So I couldn't be happier for him. He's a tremendous coach. He's a great guy and uh you know, what he's done with this team, I'm not surprised mm-hmm. because he's a great coach. And now he's got, you know, the, he's got the, the guys that are experienced, like a guy like Kijab, and then this Degenhart comes along and really adds an unbelievable – when he started, all of a sudden the season turned around. Uh, not that they weren't they weren't good. They certainly were good. But, you know, he, he's a tremendous coach, and, and whatever success he's having, again, it, it's not a surprise. And Boise State's been good. For a long time now, at least it looks like you know Leon. And I feel good for him because he's not doesn't look like he's going to have to worry uh, during the Mountain West tournament like he's had to do a number of times. <laughs> yeah, right, Coach Lapis. Uh, what what do you think that they do, Boise State, that that should concern the opponents uh, the most? I mean, if you're, you've been a long time coach. If you're prepping to face this team, you know what's going to keep those coaches up in the middle of the night. Well, I mean, one of the things that makes them tough is they have great balance. You know, you talk about having, you know, five guys that average between nine and 14 points a game. So they have tremendous balance. There isn't, like, one guy that you have to stop. Now, you know, their their depth is just okay, but they are really, really good defensively. And their rebounding has been tremendous. You know, they're, they're really out-rebounding their opponents, which they're, they're a physical team. But I, I think defensively what they've done, you know, you're holding people to – 32, 33% from three. Um, you know, people are only making five and a half threes a game against them. So I'd say I'd be most concerned with their defense 
and you figuring out how you're going to score against them on a consistent basis. Because when you're giving up 60 points a game, <laughs> you know, your defense is really good. And they're, they're, not, they're playing a kind of slowish tempo, so they're grinding you out, and they're making every possession matter. And so, you know, you have to make sure that you're patient on offense because they're going to make it very difficult for you to score. Heading into the last weekend of the regular season in college basketball, you're listening to Idaho Sports Talk. Uh, Bob Beeler along with Johnny Mallory, Steve Lapis, CBS Sports and CBS Sports Network color commentator, former coach at Villanova and UMass. And, Coach, as we look at the Mountain West as a whole, you cover games across the country. You've seen a great cross-section of teams. How does the Mountain West stack up there, and what's the percent perception this year of the league? Well, it's a great year for the Mountain West, let's face it. I mean, you're, you're probably in a position uh, to get four teams in the Mountain West tournament. And, and, and the thing is, your, your teams that even are after the top four – have been tough. I mean, you look at, you know, UNLV, what they've done. You look at Fresno State. You look at Utah State. Those are Nevada. Those are all dangerous teams. So there's been uh, – the league has been very tough this year. I think you're looking at four teams making the tournament. I would say San Diego State, they're probably the team that's got to be the most careful here towards the end of the season because they're probably, uh, you know, the last of the four in terms of uh, getting in the tournament. But I think right now, today, if the tournament was selected, they'd be solidly in. So I think you got four very good teams. And, you know, you, you even have a team like a Colorado State that could be as high as a, you know, a sixth seed. So I think it's been a tremendous year in the Mountain West. Uh, to get four teams in is, you know, only big-time leagues get four teams in the tournament. And, I, and I'll tell you, I, I can't wait. I think next week the, or the week after, yeah, next week, um, uh, next Thursday, those four quarterfinal games, and I'm looking forward to those two semis on Friday night. I think they're going to be unbelievable. So, Steve, you're going to have the call in the semifinals as well as the quarterfinals. So what's at stake, I mean, for the four teams, assuming the, the chalk all gets to the semifinals and they all look like they're going to be in? Are they, are they playing for seeding? What are they playing for other than somebody gets to cut the nets down? Yeah, I think except for San Diego State, maybe, you know, that they're playing for seeding. You know, the other three, I think Boise State, Wyoming, and Colorado State are clearly in right now. Um, I, I think San Diego State probably, you know, still would be playing to get, to get in, especially that first game. You know, if you have to play somebody on, of the bottom, you know, six or seven, now you got, you can't afford a bad loss. So that's something that they have to be concerned about. But, uh, you know, otherwise, I think those, those uh, other three teams are playing for seeding. But you know what? This is a year. Better look out for UNLV. You know, the games are in the Thomas and Mack Center. They got a guy like Bryce Hamilton. Kevin Kruger's done a tremendous job with that program. They're 9-7. and seven. They are a potential bid stealer in terms of, you know, the, the NCAA tournament picture. So could, they could get a fifth team in if UNLV, who I think has the potential, uh, you know, does something crazy in Vegas. Steve Lapis, CBS Sports basketball analyst and longtime college basketball coach. Pleasure to have with us. Steve Lapis was the head coach at UMass for a few years where Bob Beeler was his play-by-play broadcaster. So this is a fun interview for us. And, Coach, we talk about defense with this basketball team a lot. You said, hey, they keep you under 60. That's really hard to do right now. They also, I saw, and I wanted to ask you as a coach if this correlates because I saw Boise State, although they, they, they rank at the bottom in free throw percentage, 
They're number one in the league in free throw attempts. So they get to the line more than anybody else in the league. Does that allow you to set up your defense better when you know you're not going to get beat in the transition game as much because you're at the line all the time? What does that do for a defensive club? Well, it's also one of the ways they control tempo so well. So, you know, if you get to the foul line that much, you know, they, they, they've made almost as many as they've made like 80 more free throws than their opponents. So when you do that and you're making, you know, more free throws than your opponents, then you have a chance to set up your defense. You have a chance to make the game a little bit slower. And I think Leon has been very comfortable with this team making it a grind-out affair. And uh, so, yeah, that helps you set your defense. It helps slow the game down. It does a lot of things when you get to the free-throw line. Steve, does this conference have a chance to get multiple teams to the Sweet 16? Yeah, I mean, listen, it always depends on matchups, you know, and and, and what your matchups are when you do that. Do I think they're going to get multiple Sweet 16? I'd say I'd be surprised if more than one made it to the Sweet 16. I think – they're all potentially uh, second-round teams. For, I think they all could win their first-round games. But, you know, if you have a couple of teams that are in the 8-9 game, which right now it looks like, I mean, that's like a toss-up game. So, you know, it's hard to say, but I think it would be great for the league to get – if you get one team in the Sweet 16 from the Mountain West, I think that would be great. Are, is there potential for two? Yeah, there's potential for two. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I think one – uh, one of those guys is going to slip through for sure. Steve, you've had some great games with CBS. You had the Michigan-Wisconsin game with the, with the handshake line at the end of the game. You had the triple overtime Providence-Xavier game. As you look at the season as a whole across the country, what do you think of the biggest storylines as we have heading down to the end of it, heading into the tournament? You know, the biggest storylines uh, probably are that it's, it's there, there's probably, you know, 10 teams that can win it. And I think, and I've been I've been kind of harping on this all year. I think one of the major storylines is how many good big guys there are. I mean, you know, we had talked for years. Well, there's no centers, there's no big guys. There's a bunch of true centers out there. You know, you're talking about Shebway from uh, from Kentucky. You're talking about Timmy from Gonzaga. You're talking about Edie and Trevion Williams at Purdue. You talk about Coloco at Arizona, Mark Williams from Duke. There's a lot of really good centers, and and with those centers, good big four men. So I think the four and five position this year in college basketball is about as strong as I see because all those centers I mentioned, they got great four men playing with. You got a guy like Tubelis with Coloco. You got a guy like Holmgren with Timmy. You got Jabari Smith with Kessler, with uh, Walker Kessler. At Auburn, I mean, the four and five positions, I think, this year are very strong. And that's why I think the team that wins it all is going to have a four and five position that's strong. Oh, I can't wait for the tournament. Bob Beeler, you were right. Steve Lapis, this guy's pumping me up, man. <laughs> I want these brackets out. I can't wait. You guys are going to see him on the call at the Mountain West Conference Tournament for several of the biggest games of that tournament. Longtime coach and I just want to get your opinion on this real quick, Coach Lapis. I don't ever remember college basketball without Mike Shashevsky at Duke. You know, he was my generation. Like I don't remember where before that at all. You've probably battled this guy. You've gotten to know him so well over the years. I don't know if people realize this. This is Coach K's final week 
of the regular season ever. And we're going to pay attention in March, too. But I want to stop and kind of smell some of the roses a little bit. You got anything you'd like to say about Mike Krzyzewski? I don't know, maybe maybe a story you had or whatnot, or just put his career in perspective. Holy smokes, it's going to be weird, right? No, no Coach K yeah. in, college, in college hoops? I mean, it's really hard to put in perspective. And, you know, here's what you have to say. You have to say that him and John Wooden, and I know John Wooden won a lot more championships, but that was a different era, uh, that him and John Wooden are clearly the greatest coaches in the history of our sport. And to me, Mike Krzyzewski's greatest accomplishment is not really what he did in college, but what he did with our Olympic team. Because if you recall, when he took over the Olympic team, the Olympics, they, 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 we didn't have that sense of nationalism like they had all around the world, you know, uh, in terms of playing in the Olympics. And he changed all that. And that was an unbelievable accomplishment for a college guy to come in there and get pros to just want to win. And that's the beauty of Mike Krzyzewski. And I've been saying this for years. I played him a couple of times when I was a coach. We didn't win. We played him twice. And we didn't win either uh, three times. And we didn't win any of those games. And I remember preparing for the game. It was so hard to prepare for because they were about as simple as you could be. But what they did, they did unbelievably well. And what Mike Krzyzewski, his greatness is not in the X's and O's. Not that he can't do that. I'm not saying that. His greatness in he is one of the great leaders of all time, and he has taken leadership, and that's his strength. He is a leader, a born leader, and he gets guys to come together and buy into the group. And let me it sounds simple. It's not that simple, and he's done it multiple times with Duke teams. Obviously, he's done it a zillion times, but he did it with the Olympians and. That's different guys that he didn't even know that well. And uh, that's the greatness of Mike Krzyzewski, leadership. He has taken leadership, and he is the ultimate leader, and that's why he had the success that he had. Coach, great catching up with you. Look forward to seeing you uh, later next week uh, down in Las Vegas when you have the call on CBS and CBS Sports Network of the Mountain West Tournament. Thanks so much for taking a few minutes, and uh, look forward to seeing you in Vegas. Great. Thanks for having me, guys. Great stuff. Steve Lapis and... uh, that's got to be a cool deal for you, Beeler, sitting in for Prater today. And, and we got Steve Lapis. We knew we wanted to talk to him about college basketball. He's going to be on the call in Vegas for several of the Mountain West tournament games, but always fun probably for you catching up with guys that used to you know, go on airplane trips with. <laughs> I mean, yeah, How I mean, many pregames and postgames? Like yeah. over 12 years with Coach Rice, if you figure there's two interviews, yeah. a, a game, you have a pregame interview and a postgame, and then you throw in all of these you know, coaches shows, coaches shows, and uh, uh, you know the the press conferences like we had today. You get to know the coaches pretty well, and mm-hmm. and I, I've worked with some great guys, some great guys at the three schools I've been with. Just you know, guys that really care about the game, guys that really care about college basketball, guys that really care about the kids. I've been blessed. It's been a great a great show so far. Let's keep this sucker going. Download the KTIK app. Be sure to listen to this on your phone, and we'll continue that when we come back on Sports Radio. The ticket.